Welcome to Out of Game, a podcast featuring unique segments and discussions about board games, card games, RPGs, gamers, and gamer culture. Here are your hosts, Ryan, Chris, and Tim, as they go out of game. Welcome to episode 36 of Out of Game. This is Ryan. This is Chris. And this is Tim. And we are a podcast about board games. And we're a little rusty. We are. We are. This episode's coming a little late. It's like a month after Gen Con. Sorry about that, everyone. And that's assuming you post it soon. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's going up soon. <laughs> we'll be talking about the best and worst of Gen Con 2017. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, as we do. This is the third time I think we've done this. Yeah, I so, think you're right. One of my favorite episodes every year, the best and worst of yep. Gen Con. But before we talk about Gen Con, let's jump into the spawn point. Spawn point. <laughs> Spawn point. Who's first? So I want to talk a little bit about something we discovered at Gen Con that isn't on my topic for Gen Con, but mm. a game Tim has been talking about for a really long time. It's this is the first list. podcast since we've been introduced to X-Wing. Yeah. I know. And something kind of amazing happened. So we've never played this game. Tim's played for years. Years. And it's almost like a secret with how good this game was. <laughs> because all of a sudden, it was like a virus was unleashed at Gen Con among our, even our outer circle. Uh, everybody, everybody who was exposed to it seemed to like it. Yeah, I don't think anybody saw the game and said, nah, not for me. Everybody was into it. And it was kind of amazing. I mean, how many times have we done that with a game that everybody unanimously raves over? No, it's, it's not rare. often. It's rare. Yeah, it's worth it's worth noting because I was shocked how much I liked it. I was thinking, why haven't we played this game before? And I'm shocked because I, I, the reason I hadn't pushed it hard is I wasn't positive how it would be received. Right. Because it's not it's nowhere near any of the games we play. It's very different. It's very atypical of what we play. So that's the reason I wasn't pushing it. Uh, plus, I you know I had my game group with Jim playing, so you were I, getting your yeah, fill. I was getting my fill. And actually, that is my number one top. Gen well, Con spoiler thing, alert. So. Spoiler alert. Whoa. Is, you know, finally getting <laughs> X-Wing induced to the group. And the funny thing is it started out like this. Nathan was like, we're all going to Gen Con. Tim, could you bring some X-Wing stuff and, you know, maybe introduce us to it? I was like, yeah, that's great. I'll, I'll put some stuff together, build a couple fleets, bring some stuff. About a day later, I get a, hey, Tim, change of plans. I kind of went out and bought some stuff already. And here's kind of what we're doing. So could you just bring some other stuff so like a mod and other people could have stuff to play with because i'm gonna have my own stuff and then by the time we get to gen con a mod had stuff trevor had stuff nathan had stuff so i just kind of supplemented some of the stuff that they already had so for for anybody that hasn't played the game though it's it's a combination of i don't even know how you would describe the mechanic where you're placing the discs upside down of what your moves are going to be, and then you simultaneous reveal it. action selection. Simultaneous action selection. Wow, there you go. And there's a little bit of dice involved, but then there's customization, and you can buy up different mods and features based on how many points you're allowed. Right. Right. Exactly. The combination of all those things is pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what really makes it unique. Is you know you got the straight out just boring ship and flying, and then you've got unique pilots, and then you've got things that you can put on the ship, then you've got things that you can put on the pilots. So it's just like, you know, you get to get a spider web of different builds. You can build a fleet with bigs and 
every person's bigs could be different because there's that many different options that you can put on them. Yeah, I I just think it's worth mentioning just that it, it I was shocked how much I liked it. I so, mean, I, I had a pretty high bar for it, and I, I really enjoyed the game. It was very cool. So here's what I discovered about X-Wing. One of the things that... One reason I was kind of afraid to try it is because it's a collectible game and you have to build your fleet or whatever like ahead of time. And it it was just reminding me too much of magic. So my concern was, since I'm so bad at building decks in magic, I'm I'm also going to be bad at building fleets in X-Wing. That's what I thought. But since we played and I tried it, it actually is less like building a deck and it's more like building an RPG character. That's what I felt like. Because there aren't a ton of options. Correct. So it's more like you're min-maxing your fleet, which is something I'm actually good at in role-playing games, is min-maxing my guy to just make him as good as possible with combinations of different skills. And there's there's not a ton of decision space, at least from the ships that I have, for how you build it. It's like I can lay the, the stuff out that I bought... And I can pretty easily figure out good combinations because there just there isn't so much stuff like there is with magic. Right, yeah. You don't have thousands of cards to pick from. You've got a very small set. Right. And also, what's the worst thing about games? What's the worst, the thing that makes you not have fun? Uh, long turns. Yeah. <laughs> it's everybody's worst thing, right? <laughs> That's not a problem with this game. Because, yeah. you know, getting your disc set up and putting it, yeah, everybody's doing that simultaneously, and then it's just reveal. And when you reveal, you move your ship and pick an action, assuming you don't yeah. screw up your move. Yeah, I don't want to take a long time talking about it because I'm sure we'll have more to say. But that's I just thought that was worth noting. Okay. Well, then I'll just throw my uh, my, my spawn point is I, I, I got a crock because Cool Stuff Inc. Oh, yeah, they had a sale. I had, saw that. They had the sale, and they had the Sea Rock on sale. So uh, I thought you already had it. No, no, I didn't. I Does it didn't. look like a giant like waterproof shoe with holes in it? No, it doesn't, <laughs> amazingly enough. <laughs> no? But it's, it's actually a very, very cool ship. It's a very cool-looking ship. So. It was still, I mean, it was still over $60, right? Even with no. the huge Cool Stuff sale? No, it was like 43 bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like so, the price of a like, board game. It was it was cheap. Yeah, I mean compared compared to the other you know larger ships. Oh yeah, I mean they're a hundred dollars, aren't they? Yeah. Oh yeah. If you pay full price, yeah. 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 Well, who pays full price with cool stuff, Inc. Well, <laughs> true. There's one ship that it's either special pilots or something that go with the Tie Advanced. It's yes. like the fix for the Tie Advanced, but it comes with this giant hundred dollar ship or eighty dollar ship. So I can't. I mean the, the Raider. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm not going to buy that ship yeah. just to get those. So I've got whatever the junky cards are for the tie advanced well see and the thing is too is you know since we're playing we're not playing in a tournament we're playing amongst friends right proxying i don't think anybody's going to compare about proxying no because you'd have to buy the also you'd have to buy the cr90 in order to get c3po and i don't see anybody running out and buying the cr90 just to get c3po oh, so you can so. just you're okay with just printing a card out I, mm, uh, I don't know really let's put it this way when when jim and i when Jim and I play, Maybe. we don't lay out all the cards because honestly, that just adds time to our setup. We don't care. Okay. So Jim doesn't even lay out pilot cards. I usually I set up a little uh, card table next to me. I put out the pilot cards mostly to put on shield tokens and damage tokens onto those cards, so I know what's going on with the ships. He usually just does it off of his printout. Oh, that's why you want the printout with the abilities. Yeah, yeah, which is very very handy. And there's uh. there's several builders out there, but I think honestly for First time X-Wing, I think looking at your cards and reading your cards is the way to build your fleets yeah. because that's how you'll become familiar with... I found it way easier yes. doing it that way. Yes. Yeah. Plus, you can introduce yourself to a smaller set. I mean, if you go up onto any of the online builders, you're going to get 
every single card that's been made so far. Right. So, well, the the one that you sent us, though, I found a way to just have it show the ones you own. Yeah, you can yeah put the sets in. And- but it's still harder to like flip back and forth. Like if you want to look through a list of I don't know like different abilities that can go on a pilot, it's much easier for me to just get those cards out and look through them than yeah. trying to flip through the the thing on the build the online builder. Yeah, I mean it's 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 really meant to build your fleet. But I mean it, all the information is there, and that is the best one that I found. See, I would actually like a builder that displayed the cards as if you were laying them out on a table there 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 are builders that do that but i don't i don't care for their interfaces as okay. much okay xwing-builder.co.uk okay <laughs> that is that is by far my favorite builder for the x-wing what's the actual device. name of it look on the logo it's the unofficial star wars x-wing builder yeah I'm sure there's only one with that name. There is. There is. I mean, you got oh, yet another okay. you got yet another X-Wing builder, Void State. There's 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 several, but this is my favorite. For my spawn point, I actually want to talk about something that happened the day after Gen Con, which was the Eclipse. Ooh, the Eclipse. Uh, Here we go. So, you know, if you are a sane person and maybe listen to the news and warnings and I don't know, like things like the Surgeon General or <laughs> I don't know, warnings on <laughs> like warnings on medicine, like don't take over this amount or you might die. Like 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 that that type of thing. Well, you would have heard a warning not to look at the sun with your bare eyeballs because even though it's covered by the moon, uh it can still harm you. And you know, a lot of people will pay attention to these types of warnings. You know, or like warnings that say something like don't take this and operate heavy machinery or dry clean only. That's another one people listen to. That's funny because <laughs> I've done both of those things. too. <laughs> well, apparently uh, our friend Chris here walked outside during the high point of the eclipse and started looking at it with his bare eyeballs. And it was so enthralling that he could not look away. And then it's like a siren's call. Yeah. And then got a retching pain in his eyeball and his eyes went black for over a minute. Is that right? No. They didn't go black for a minute. Oh, I thought you went blind for like a well, full minute. So blind, yes. I wouldn't say things went black though. Oh. There's well, a difference. There's a What's difference the difference between, between blind that? and black? There is. I it, things were not all black. I mean, I, I wouldn't know because I've never stared at the sun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it was an eclipse. It was very cool. So it was an eclipse. Yeah. And, you know, the moon is there. Right. And it's blocking the sun. Yeah, that's interesting. And mm-hmm. it's like if you put your hand out and you block the sun, except the moon is a lot bigger than your hand. So yeah. anyway, I, yeah, I, it's true. So I started at, by looking at it with my phone. Yeah. And through the, the screen on my phone and you couldn't see anything. It was just a giant ball. It looked like the regular sun, maybe a little bit dimmer. And it was frustrating, so I, I just took a glance at it. It's like, you know, the little bit at a time, and you're not supposed to stare at it. And then, as I was looking at it, I could see the moon. Yeah, because it came into focus, because you were looking so yes. much. Yeah. Yes. As the more I stared at it, the more I could that see That was the because moon. your pupils yes. were trying to close because of the sun shining in them. Wait, that's, that's why it came into focus. You know, like you walk in a bright room and it hurts your eyes, but then after time, your, your pupils get smaller, and then... Yeah. You, yeah. Well, that's what was happening. Your eyes were, were desperately trying to close. <laughs> Uh, this is not good this is not good you know as a warning sign like hey maybe you should stop this so what was the result of this chris Uh, yeah the result of this um gosh (laughs) i had a problem with my eyes and i had to go to the eye doctor (laughs) i had retinal damage uh done 
I guess you need your retinas. Yeah. Yeah, typically, I yeah. I think they're important. Yeah, they're slightly important. Yeah, so the sun sort of focus because when you focus in, it's like a magnifying glass sort of concentrating in one spot, and mm-hmm. it burned a little spot in my retina. So That's I started enough. seeing, I guess the best comparison is, you know when you see those things on TV and the news and they blur people's faces out? It was like <laughs> right. that. Right. Except it was it was always in the same spot in the center of my vision. It's like a permanent I, sensor. Yeah. yeah. For anything yeah. you look at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Yeah, so the good news is, since the eclipse, my retina started healing yeah. and um, much better now. Which is why we're making fun of you. Yes. I wouldn't be making fun of you if it wasn't yeah, healing. Like permanent yeah, it was, damage. It was, it was a little scary bit, at the time. Honestly, it was scary. And definitely, anybody listening, I don't need to tell you this. Yeah. The sun, pretty freaking bright. Yeah. Don't look at it. Yeah. Boys and girls, do not look at don't the sun. Don't try this at home. It was really stupid that I did that. But uh, yeah, I, there's no way to... Well, to defend that. Good. Yeah. It makes it for a good story. It does. If you're willing Solar to tell the story. Retinopathy, it was called. Oh, that should be the name of a board game. Yeah, there or you a go. band. <laughs> and you could have rods and cones as the pieces. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, but you know, dry clean only. Done that. Yeah. It's just, you know, shortcut. And how'd that work out not, for you? Not so well. <laughs> and then what was the other one? Heavy machinery. Yeah, so yeah, machinery. I had Valium once for a procedure, and I drove my car right after it. Oh. Yeah, that's so probably not I'm bad. not a good example. Yeah, no, no. Okay, if you're ever in Hawaii and there's live lava and it's crusting over, don't don't judge it just because the crust's there. Okay, so it's still like flowing, but it's got like that black crust over the top. Still really, really, really hot, so don't touch it. Even if it's, wait, I thought the red part was hot. Yeah, but then, you know, as it t- gets the air, it kind of crusts over, but it's kind of still moving. There's like this black crust on top. Don't just, Is that still hot? Yeah, don't, yeah, don't touch the crust. Yeah, and don't swim in a uh, geyser either. That's yeah. not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a hot spring. In a hot spring. Unless yeah. it's especially unless it's it, one of those very high acidic ones. Yeah. Oh, God. That doesn't That's work bad. out well from what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. recent news in yeah, the last just, year. Just, uh, that, that wasn't that long ago, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. Don't ever do so that. Just 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 a few tips. Yeah. So that was like one of the worst experiences of Chris's life. That and was we horrible. We had some bad experiences at Gen Con. But we also had some good experiences. And we're going to talk about those right now. Good and the bad. In our table talk. Staring at the sun. It isn't fun. Your sight, it will be done. After staring at the sun. Little boys and little girls. You'll burn your eye right. All right, so... Every Gen Con, since the inception of the show, we talk about Gen Con and the best and worst of Gen Con. At least I think that's what we've done every yeah, time. Yeah, we have. For this time, we're going to do the same thing, because why fix it if it isn't broke? Stick with tradition. Yeah. There it seems go. like a good tradition. So we're going to start with, we're going to do three of each, and we're going to start with the worst. Three worst things about Gen Con 2017, starting with Tim. Let's Ooh. do it. So my, my number three bottom was actually... Not seeing enough costumes. Whoa. Really? Yeah, it's kind of a weird one. I know. I was, I'm trying to keep off the normal stuff we do. So <laughs> I like that. But you know, because you know, we've kind of we've almost kind of sequestered ourselves to the JW. True. And we don't get out that much. So not really seeing a lot of people walking around dressed up and stuff like that. Whereas normally we would see that kind of stuff. So I'm I'm you know, I'm I'm kind of missing some of the costumage. Yeah. I, that that's definitely true. We didn't see as much and I didn't. I didn't even realize that. I didn't even think about that as a something that we missed until you mentioned it. But for sure, we missed out on it. I think Ahmad and Sarah dressed up in their Star Trek uniforms yeah. once. Yeah, oh, you just reminded me of something. I don't think that would be on my list. Remember the Ahmad skateboard incident? 
Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> we should post that on our Facebook page. Yeah, that so was amazing. That was hilarious. We were eating breakfast. What's the name of the place? The Cafe Pistachio. Cafe <laughs> Pistachio. We're, we're outside eating. And all of a sudden, this guy dressed as Captain Kirk was flying down the <laughs> sidewalk on a skateboard. I mean, he was cruising. I, I think he was going at least 25 miles he was per going hour. Fa- he was passing cars up. Yeah. And it was just, you know, I mean, it's Captain Kirk on a skateboard. So I jumped out of my chair and started chasing him because somebody at our table said, hey, I think that's Ahmad, which is one of our friends. So I got my phone and <laughs> tried to get a picture of him. I wasn't able to snag one. Yeah. Chris, not a fast runner. <laughs> I was running fast. He was he was flying. <laughs> he was cruising. Yeah, I think his skateboard has some kind of engine or motor on it. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. And he was control. He controls it with a remote in his hand. Nice. But he just it looked amazing. He just like zoomed down the road. Just kept he was cruising. Yeah. Yeah. Ahmad got some cool points. Good, good job, Ahmad. I wouldn't call them cool points, but I, he got some points. <laughs> I don't. Know, I think he got some cool points. Definitely had a lot of looks. <laughs> All right, Chris. What was your number three? Three being the least bad. The least. Bad. It, mine would be this game we played called Magic Maze. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a real-time escape game where it was just it was pa- complete pandemonium. I mean, we were arguing with each other. Yeah. And there was a lot of frustration. And just, uh, you know, we won't explain the whole game, but you can't talk in the game. And you're, the object of the game is to get these meeples out of this maze. They have to find a weapon and get out. There's actually a lot of bad things about this game. The theme is bad. You're it's a weird theme. You're dwarves and elves, and you're in a modern day mall, right? With escalators. Yeah. yeah. Shopping for equipment. Yeah. It's no stealing. You're not shopping. Oh, that's right. You are. You're, with the five finger discount. discount. Yeah. yeah. It's a little strange, and you have to try to get out by each one of the people around the table can have a different move. Yeah. Right, left, straight, downstairs, upstairs, whatever, and so you you have to communicate without speaking to each other conceptually it's an interesting game it's yeah, an interesting it premise. sounds fun on paper it sounds yeah. fun on paper not so much in reality well yeah. I, I think this one started out kind of fun but i think the problem was is we never we never mastered the current level we never succeeded on a level ever right because we never got enough to finish right. the level we just kept we kept making it progressively harder and harder by adding new things in when we never even were able to successfully navigate the easier ones. Yeah, yeah so we were rushing. It became, it became frustrating. We were rushing through all the add-ons. I don't know, or the modules, I guess, or yeah. the different rules. Like we were doing the introductory scenarios, but they're designed to teach you like one rule at a time. Right. And I think what you're supposed to do is play one of the scenarios until you beat it, and then move on to the next rule. Yeah. But we would get to like we would lose by ten seconds. I think we lost by 10 seconds almost every time. Like, we were so close to winning. There was, there was some close. I think there was some that we were just horrible on. And then we would move to the next rule and make it harder, and then we'd lose again. Yeah. And so we, we just kept losing over and over. Yeah, it got very frustrating. Yeah, but even knowing that, would you play the game again? I would go back to the I, first one and you? play it again, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, smaller group, too, I think. Smaller group would help, but I, w- I, I don't think I would play that game. No. Again. Yeah. There's, there's other games we could play. That's true. This is quick it's, though. It's a. It'd be. It would be a, a good filler. filler. It'd be, <laughs> it'd be a filler. Well, we played. We played it so many times in a row. Just yeah. think about. It, we played like seven times in a row or something like that. Yeah, but you remember how bad that was. It was experience. bad. I think the fact that we kept losing was making us frustrated. Yeah. And there was a couple. Th- <laughs> there was a couple times where we should have just stopped the game and talked because we were getting so frustrated. Like there was this one time where everyone kept moving the, the guys onto these spots that they're supposed to get to, and Nathan kept moving them off, and no one understood why. 
And we and finally, I just stopped. I, we had to stop and talk because I I was I didn't understand what he was doing. I but thought that's we, part of the game. I thought though. we were doing a rule wrong, and and it was just what he was doing was right. He was trying to tip he us off that we were forgetting something. something. That we didn't, right. Yeah, but it, I don't know. Just it's very frustrating to not be able to talk. Yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. my point. Yeah, and it, especially for Chris, there's one rule that I would change that Nathan said. So there's this wooden pawn. It looks like a bowling pin, like a little bowling yeah. pin. And when someone, when you want somebody to do their action, because you can't tell them which pawn to move, you're supposed to put this pin in front of them to that's to cue them off that they need to do a move somewhere, but they don't know which pawn it is. And Nathan said that you're not supposed to like keep hitting on the table. I actually think that's a bad bad call on the rule. I should be able to like just keep slamming it on the table <laughs> in front of Tim to like cue him off like, you know, like I don't like that you just put it there and you can't touch it. Like you should be able to just do whatever you want. Like that was a weird restriction to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's moving that uh, wooden pawn is the only form of communication in right. this game. So that's the only way you can signal to somebody, "Hey, we need you to do your move." Yeah. And that'd be a way to get out some frustration too. Just like slamming that thing down like 10 times on the table. Exactly. (laughs) There's a lot of that going on. Yeah. A lot of frustration. Well, I think too, we learned halfway through too, that like when you were like reset the timer, you could like pause and like actually talk. Mm -hmm. And we weren't doing that the first several rounds too, I think. So. Right. Yeah. All right, Ryan. Number three. Number three. Okay. Number three for me was the waiting. Now, I, w- I will say that I don't think we had as much waiting this year as previous years, and that's why it's the lowest on my list. But there were a few times where we were communicating. We, we What we do at Gen Con is we communicate over Google Chat. So we have a giant Google Chat for everyone in our group. You know, there's like 12 of us in there. And so people would be like, all right, I'm coming to game. You know, I'll meet you. Where are you guys? We'll tell them where they are. And it seems like they're going to be <laughs> be there in like five minutes, the way they're talking. And then a half hour later, it's like, oh, what's your ETA? And and they'll be like, oh, I was, you know, I'm in the dealer hall still. I'm, you know, I'll be coming soon. Just like things like that. So we would be waiting, thinking people were coming, when in actuality they weren't really coming, and we weren't doing anything. Sometimes we were just holding tables. We weren't playing games, and it just, it was just like a giant time sink. And I think the larger our group gets every year, the worse this problem becomes. Fortunately, on the last day, we found a solution for this problem, which was, hey, instead of us waiting for 45 minutes for people to come, why don't we play a game? And then when they show up, they can just wait maybe 10 or 15 minutes for us to finish our game. Right. So instead of us waiting, the, it, it puts the waiting on the person that, that is showing up. Right. right. I think we, we've, like you said, it, this wasn't as bad as in previous years. Yeah. And I think it's for that reason we're learning from it and trying to get better at managing <laughs> it. There was a couple of times... There was the one, the one Saturday night incident, and then there was an incident before we got there. But yeah, I, I, I as Tom Petty said, the waiting is the hardest part. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's sometimes your your time sink. You're just killing. It's it's bad. And if you just start a game and then let them show up when they show up, and then they can wait for a few minutes, and I think that's the solution. I think this should carry in a game night too, because sometimes in game night we're waiting for people to show up. And now this isn't happening to Tim and me because we're doing pandemic, but I see you guys waiting a lot for people to show up and and people trickle in and you're not playing anything. And I think part of that is you're enjoying socializing, but I think the only reason you're really socializing that much is because you're kind of waiting for people. True. I think this is a problem that a lot of people probably have with their gaming groups is what do you do when you have people that aren't there yet? And do you start? Do you not start? We had the problem at Sauce Boss Con too, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. And yeah, you should just play something, maybe make it a shorter game. 
Yeah, don't don't pick a don't pick a very long game to play, but yeah, put yeah. start playing something. I'd say yeah. something between thirty minutes and an hour. Yeah. yeah. It is perfect because yeah. Celestia, not Caverna. Right. Exactly. Like <laughs> right, the right. if if the person who shows up late has to wait like a half hour, that's probably about the same amount of time you three of four of you would be waiting for them. Correct. So I think it's a fair trade off. Yeah. Plus then they can they can eat and do those things prior to gaming and stuff because We've got the pizza there, and people are eating and doing that. So, yep, yeah, good call. Yeah, so out the door with courtesy, in with games. There you go. So be it. All right, let's go to our number two. Number two. No, my number two is what you just said. So, was oh, very oh, crossover. Yeah, crossover. So, and you know, it's not that like like we've said it. We have very much fixed this, but you know, there's still time downtime that we can maximize our gaming with. So, enough said. You know. Waiting didn't make my list. Which is insane. That is, isn't it? Weird. What is up with that? I know. I'm the waiting hater. <laughs> and it didn't even make my list. I think it's because I'm I'm more interested in the trend. And it seems to be trending toward we're is, doing better. It's definitely at it. trending way better. Yeah. And so maybe that's why. Could be. Good so stuff. My number two is a game called Queen's Necklace. Oh. Queen's a game. Necklace. Must have been bad. Well, number three was also a game too. So Queen's Necklace is Gosh, I don't. I don't know if this could even qualify as the worst game ever or not. I mean, is it worse than Flux? I never played Flux. What? 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 what, 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 what? You guys hate it so much. Why would I ever you play were, that I game? You, you were in there. The, you, oh, I, we were I, playing I, that, waiting for Chris. That's why mm, we were playing it. Flux? Yeah, because we, we played it a couple times. I, I've never played. We it. We played it all in one night, and it was waiting for Chris to show up. I remember. I remember that was so the, you are the cause of the. Oh my the worst god! Game ever. Now everything's just aligned. I get it now. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> okay. But yeah. Wait, is that worse than Exploding Kittens? Yes. Yes, it is. What about that game you talked about last episode? No, no. Phase 10 still beats all of that. Wow. Yeah, Phase 10's god awful. It's just because it takes so long. Yeah. Without getting into why Queen's Necklace is so bad, I'll just say one thing. There's one mechanic. There's right? one mechanic that is so bad that it's hard to even believe it's real. In fact, when I explained it to Ryan, who is our resident game master... He didn't even believe it was real, and right. I had to look up the rules. I thought it was a rule screw-up. To see if I was getting the rule right. Turns out, I was getting the rule right, and they were high when they made the game. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, in this game, when you bid, without getting into the complete cycle, the turn cycle, there's a moment where you, everybody bids. Even if you lose the bid, you lose your cards that you're using for your bid. So if Tim bids five diamonds and I bid four diamonds, he wins the points, but we all lose our cards. Yeah. And not only that, but those the bidding moments, there's three of them in the game. And that's the those are the most important moments in the game. Yeah. So not only is it a broken mechanic, it's broken with the most important part. I don't understand how there was more than one of these games sold. So I, <laughs> if, if somebody is a fan of this game, please post on our on our guild. We'll we'll call it out at the end of the episode. Let me know explain why. Because maybe I'm missing something, but I'm listening as the number two worst experience at Gen Con 2017. Didn't I? Didn't I look this up? And that's Bruno Catala, the same, the designer of your favorite game. I don't know. I think Queen's Necklace. I, I think uh, I he's think co-designer of Queen's Necklace. Well, he maybe it's a practical joke, and he's seeing who was willing to buy it. <laughs> maybe he put that in there just saying, hey, hey, uh, "I'm going to see." You know. I don't know so thing. what's funny about this is in the Dice Tower live show, they did this thing called the. It's it's like Family Feud. It's the Dice Tower versus the Secret Cabal. That's what what it was this year, and then. For every question that's asked, they bring up one person from the crowd to join each team. 
So one of the questions was, what is the worst game mechanic? And they're mul- they give multiple choice. So it's a little different than Family Feud. They actually give multiple choice and then the, you, the teams collectively pick their answers. But one of the options of the multiple choice was lo- bidding and losing your bid when you like losing what you bid. Okay. When you lose when you lose the bid. So it was actually in the wow. multiple choice of like four or five options. And I just thought it was funny that that came up because it, we had just talked about it. Was it, it. number one? Uh, it was not number one. I think. Do you remember what number one was? It might have been Roll and Move or something like that. Okay. Roll and Move is worse than that. Yeah. At least Roll and Move is completely random. That's like a this common is, mechanic too. I mean, I, uh, I don't have a problem. I don't with know. It's a move. common mechanic in like the eighties. It's but it but at least it makes sense from a standpoint of you're rolling and moving. This makes no sense. But at least there's there's more strategic decisions being made with this than Roll and Move. I I don't know if there's any. I mean. If you lose the bid, you're losing the bid. <laughs> right, but how much you, you bid is win the bid. At least you're making a decision on how much to bid. I don't know. It'd be better if it was real time. You just keep slapping down more so you know you're going to win it. I wonder if the reason they do that is... <laughs> that'd be funny, by the way. <laughs> I wonder if the reason they did that was to keep you... Because I feel like it would it would control the bidding more. If you, if you were scared you were going to lose, you might be tempted to bid higher. Maybe people weren't bidding high enough, so they had to make you lose your stuff. You only have three chances to do this. In roll and move, if you're rolling the dice 50 times, they're going to balance out over time. You have three chances to bid. And if you just happen to bid four, somebody else bids five, you're out. Okay. Wow. So you think roll and move is a better mechanic? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because, because at least it's that. straight random and it'll balance out over time. All right. I'm not. I don't think I can argue it, but it, roll and move is commonly like referred to as the worst I, game I mechanic ever. I get it. Uh, so it's just it's just interesting. This is worse though. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my number two, Ryan. All right. Well, my number two is gaming in the Spring Hill Suites lobby. Wow. So the the Spring Hill Suites oh. lobby. And so yeah. our we typically do all of our gaming at the Marriott, the JW Marriott. The Spring Hill Suites is a hotel connected to the Marriott, and just for just for reasons, we were playing games a lot in the Spring Hill Suites lobby, and there were good reasons. Like I would still do it, even though I didn't enjoy <laughs> enjoy the venue. The ambiance. It's, it's all about the venue. Nothing yeah. about the games that were played or the people we were playing the games with. It was with. loud. It was loud. It, it was so loud in there, and there the tables were super small, and the area was small. Yeah. I mean, for for us to just have our group there, we had to basically like hoard six to eight tables yeah, yeah. for our whole group to just play normal yeah. games. And I think just the loudness was really the thing that was annoying. Like you couldn't even talk. Yeah, it, it, was, was, it was really loud. It wasn't comfortable. Yeah. It was loud. And just it knowing that the Marriott is so nice. Yeah. They have those yeah. comfy couch. You either have the comfy couch areas that are big open spaces with the coffee, with the Starbucks there, which I know Chris Ugh. won't stand in line, but... You would happily let someone get you a Starbucks yes. from there. <laughs> the the bathrooms are, I mean, the, the JW Marriott is so Yeah, the ballroom, great. too. Yeah, yeah the yeah. ballroom is nice. And then, and then the ballroom, but we were like downgraded to this little loud room with tiny tables. Now, again, I'm going to say that I would still play there if that meant our whole group could play there. And that's why we were doing it. It allowed our whole group to play. But just that venue is just so bad for board games. Yeah. So my number two, the Spring Hill Suites gaming venue. What was your number yeah. three again? My number three was the waiting. So the venue of playing there was worse than the waiting? Yeah. 
Well, I mean, when because that was the very first play of X-Wing I did with Ahmad, Nathan, and Trevor. And we took four tables to put that together so that we could have enough play space to do that. So, yeah, that room isn't meant for it, gaming. Yeah, it's, it's rough. There's a couple really good tables, and then the rest of it's kind of hodgepodge because it's really meant for you to go there, have breakfast, and, yep. and bug out. I think maybe I'm, if I really think about it, playing games is probably better than not playing games. Right. Yeah. But as far as how interesting my list is, this is more interesting than waiting, which is why I had waiting as number three. I, I think your list is, is a flaw in it. Yeah, it's a little flawed. <laughs> and they have suckers. So that's, uh, well, that's a plus. That, yeah, that is a bonus. They have those really good suckers there. They're, those are they're lollipops, not suckers. Well, you suck on them. Oh, my god! You don't lolly with them. What's the difference oh my between a sucker and a lollipop? So my understanding is... A lollipop is the, has the round ball on top of it, like and a tootsie a sucker, pop. Yes. Okay. And a because tootsie pop as in lollipop. Okay. A sucker is flat. What about a dum dum with a with a little uh, loop at the bottom? What about a dum dum? A dum dum is a lollipop. Yeah, I don't those, know about that. Because those have the, the ball at the top. Dum dums are suckers. You're thinking of those suckers with the loop on them. Those are just like the childproof ones. Those are like the ones you get from the doctor's office. Yeah, yeah from the doctor's office. Yeah. It's because they're the cheapest. <laughs> There's suckers there. Yes, they have suckers there. So I don't know. Let's source the audience. <laughs> Do you believe that <laughs> that dum dums are suckers or lollipops? I think that will answer the question. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll put a poll. I'll put yeah, a poll. Chris will put another poll up, and then, and then just you know ask how many licks it takes to get to the center. Of a tootsie <laughs> oh, tootsie pop. Three. Yeah, hold well, that. If you just... listen to the wise old owl, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, he just bites it. I love those too. Owls a cheat. Tootsie pops. <laughs> a cheat. Tootsie pops underrated. All right, moving on. Number one. Number one. Number one. For ten. My number one is just like out there. All right. Mine is it's, it's the JW Marriott parking fee. Oh. It is freaking ridiculous. $48 a night after you're paying this huge fee to stay there. Good Lord. We figured out that now I think next year we're talking about maybe going parking in one of the other garages for like 11 bucks a night and taking the pool of saved $120 and going buying like three board games yeah. and playing them instead. <laughs> this is such a great number. I, mean, I love it's, this. It's, it's compounded too because now we're staying longer, we're staying more nights, so that fee has just gone up and up and up. We paid almost $150 to park a car <laughs> at a hotel that we've already paid, you know, $400 a night for. What is up with that? I want to know why the more you pay for the room, the less services you get. I can go to a, like a $99 a night hotel and get free internet, free breakfast, free lollipops. I go to an expensive hotel and everything's a la carte. Tim is fired up. <laughs> it's insanity. You know what's funny is is there's hotels that use that same parking garage and they charge less. I know. I know. It's the same garage. It's insane. That you pay more, so they make you pay more for everything. Right, right. And you know, it would be different like if we were getting the car in and out five times a day. Because then those guys are actually earning their buck. Yeah. We put the car there on Thursday and we don't get it till Sunday. It's just sitting there. And it's actually even worse because like if you wanted to take stuff and take it to your car. You can't actually do that because you got to go down to them. You got to get the keys, and then they want to bring it around. And then they want a tip. Yeah, just so you can throw a bag in your trunk. All right, it'd be easier to just park on the street. This is like a random rant. This is like a random rant. (laughs) But just put in perspective. So Tim also goes to Subway for breakfast. (laughs) Yes. So it's a good sandwich, except that day we got it. Oh God, that was bad. Yeah, because we go to Cafe Pistachio. Pistachio. Yeah. 
And then Tim will stop by at the subway and pick up his sandwich and then join yeah, us. But that was because you didn't like the breakfast. I, I had an omelet there the one time we were there. And I was like, this it wasn't. I was not impressed with their omelet. Yeah. Maybe I will try new, some new stuff there next year. And oh, I gotta we'll say, go to the subway. So it wasn't know. a cost issue. No, it's not. I mean, I mean, you're talking difference of like maybe five bucks. So it's. I don't know what that omelet tasted like, but there is no way it tasted worse than those subway sandwiches. Oh my we had god! We got a Sunday. Sunday. It was all cold. I mean. This was a supposed to be a warm breakfast sandwich, and it was ice cold. Ice cold. Yeah. ice cold. For some reason, mine was fine. I don't know why. You got lucky. I don't know. Mine, yeah. mine literally was ice cold. Like, Did you hold it egg, in your armpit? The, while egg, the egg wasn't nope. even warm. That's the first time in, in the two years I've been doing that. That's the first time that I've gotten a sandwich like that, and it kind of kind of may just put the uh, spike in the old coffin for that. Yeah, you might have to try pistachio. I might have to go back to pistachio. They're yeah. rude too. Yeah. Pistachio at Subway. Yeah, yeah. A little, little salty. Yeah. The pistachio is great coffee though. I hate coffee. They do. It doesn't yeah, do me any really good coffee. It's, it's coffee. I know it's not, <sighs> not, it's not on my it's list of things. delicious, especially in the ceramic cup. Oh, <laughs> yes. That's a whole other discussion. Ceramic versus. <laughs> All right, Chris, what's your number one? My number one worst moment of Gen Con, and I think this makes my list every year, is the vendor hall. Oh, wow. It's so crowded. Interesting. There. Every year it gets harder for me to go in there. Yeah, you were in there for like a max of fifteen minutes yes, this year, and it, it shrinks every time. Dave and I walked around. We saw some of the art, and we, we just looked at each other like, are, are, "You had enough? Yeah, have you had enough? Yeah, let's get out of here." Wow, it, it's very uncomfortable there. I don't like it. They had an opportunity with using the Colts Stadium this year to widen it and have it, you know, a walking room between booths, and so the crowds weren't so bad. They didn't use that opportunity. The crowds were way better this year. Uh, way better. I don't. I don't like it. it. It was. It was too crowded for me. I don't consider myself claustrophobic, even for, mm. for the record. But I, that that was worse than the two game experiences. Wow. That I mentioned, and I would go so far as to say that the things you guys listed, which I agree with, this was worse than those too. At least for me, I don't like it. I I don't get it. I don't understand why people spend so much time in there. It's too crowded, way too crowded. You almost don't even need a badge. If you don't go in there, you have you actually But you need the badge to play at the Marriott, too. They didn't check us at the Marriott this year. I think the only time you needed it was at Werewolf or Witch Hunt. Correct. And we have enough people in our group that don't play there that you could just use one of their badges for that every night. Right, but if there was a tournament or something we were going to play... Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the vendor hall is just one thing yeah. to do there. I. They, I don't know. It's not my thing. Yeah, I, I, think, I it. think it was way better this year than it was last year. It wasn't as crowded. I was able to actually get around in there without standing still for 10 minutes trying to get past one spot. It was still crowded. Don't get me wrong. It's still crowded, but the flow was better. You're able to get to the booths. You're able to move around. I, I didn't have any problems. Actually, I didn't even get to go over to see the art show. I would love to go over and see the art show, although it has been declining in... Yeah. In my opinion, too. It's been declining a little, but the beauty of the art show is that is by far the easiest place to walk around. Yeah. There. It is. Yeah. It's very open there. Everybody's buying games and checking out games. They're not I, looking I didn't at the see art. that many big names there either, like for autographs or. It was the same. Was, same. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get some, some, some good quality people in there for that. For any artist listening that were at Gen Con, you were very good. We're not, we're not trying to slam you. If you are an artist listening, send me an email, by the way. Ooh, Might have some work for you. Ooh. All right. Well, my number one is not n- nearly as funny or as <laughs> as uh, uh, as interesting, I guess. It was the fact that I did not game much with James and the Apostles. So 
<laughs> so, so James, uh, I rode up with James to Genicon, and and we didn't see James a lot because he had some friends that he wanted to see who lived near Genicon, and, and there's I think there's seven of these brothers. So, and I don't think they could all meet him on the same night. So he was leaving a lot to go hang out with them, and so it was just a bummer not being able to play games with with James much while while we were there. But also on the on the drive home, James was telling me about these brothers. And they sound awesome. Like they sound like they're all really cool guys that would have been really fun to play games with. And we just did what for when they he actually did try to bring them around, but every time that that happened, we were already playing something, and so they would start a game, and then by the time we were done, they were in like a longer game. So we just never got a chance to play games with them. But I really hope that next year he's able to incorporate them into our group because they seem like really fun guys. So not getting to play games with James was was a huge bummer, but then also finding out that these other guys that he was with, the we're calling apostles. them the Apostles, because they actually all have names that are biblical names. So it's it's like the perfect name for them. But And James, you know, he was an Apostle That's too. Right. But anyways, like just not being able to game with them, I think, was my number one. So you really wanted to play yeah. with James and the Apostles. Yeah, I did. It hurt. Well, I really wanted to play with, the, with the James, and then I found out afterwards that... I retroactively wanted to play with the Apostles. Right. Oh. Okay. All right. Yeah. But I did get to play one game right when we got there. We played Viticulture. And we played one when we left. Very like good game. Godfather. Yeah. And yes, we left. which was actually so, was and you very won that game. cool. Yeah, he bookended the uh, convention, so that was good. Yeah. But, but that was my number one. All right. All right. I totally forgot about the Godfather game. Yeah. yeah. And Ryan won. I did. Yeah. It's very strange. Well, we're going to stop being downers. Now what are we going to do? We're going to be uppers. 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 Let's get excited. Yeah. Time for the top three best moments of Gen Con. And let's talk about the worst of the best. The Number worst, three. Worst best. Best. Number three. Number three. For me, it was just trying all the new games. We actually did a lot of new games. We weren't playing games that we played. A lot of it was all being introduced as new. And Century, first time we played that. Yep. We actually ended up playing that like three times, I think, over the weekend. Yep. yep. Actually, you know, kind of a simple game, but it was actually really fun. Really enjoyed that one. Godfather, I totally forgot about that one. I like that one. I'd love to try that one again. Yeah, that now, was that was a good game. You know, it's I think now everybody understands the rules and sees things. I think the game will be totally different than it was before. Yeah, and you um, see that you see the cover art and yeah. all the fa- the fact that they use they whatever paid the licensing for that. Yeah, yeah. You would assume it wouldn't be good because they're yeah, doing the licensing thing. Yes. Yeah. And then selling based on the name, but the game was actually well made. The game made. was very good and the components were really good. I, yeah. I, that was that was a cool game. I hope James can bring that to uh, game night one of these times. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, for me and the, even the, the games that we didn't care for as much, I didn't play the uh Queen's Necklace or whatever, so look like it was good to miss that one. But then I heard good things about um, Photosynthesis, which I never got to play. So there's a lot of new games that people were breaking out and stuff like that. And a lot of, I think a lot of things we hopefully will see at game night coming up. Yeah, that's a good call. So my number three, this is something that makes our list every year. And I'm, I'm labeling this as the best game that nobody knows about. In other words, if you graph quality of game, on one axis, and who is exposed enough to ever play this game mm-hmm. on another axis, this would be highest. So it's not the best game ever, but it's the best game when combined with... Nobody knows how good this game is. I have a guess. Can I guess? Yeah. Kronos. No. Okay, good. Witch Hunt. Oh. Oh, yeah. Nobody's playing this game. Yeah. This game was so fun. Yeah. And the people behind the game, 
they're awesome. True. They are. Very and good. they're just very personable. They help get you into the game as they're starting. It's not expensive to play. It was some of the funnest moments we had. And I think most of us would agree that we didn't have any bad times playing that. I mean, it was, it was no, always, no. even games that we didn't win were still fun. Witch Hunt always comes through. No matter what kind of day we had, we know we're going to like it. At the end of the day, 10, 11 o'clock or so, we go down there at night. And we're there. It's like two or three. It's so much fun. And it's just a shame. It's a shame that nobody knows about this game. It's true. And the reason that they don't, it's just, it's very difficult to play without a moderator. Yeah. And we get, we, when we go, one thing that makes it great is it's typically moderated by the designer, Kyle. And he's great. I mean, he can do it from memory almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's very complicated to moderate. And we're lucky that he does that he he can moderate a couple at a time yeah i think he moderated three separate games at the same time yeah that's crazy nights yeah but but the game is phenomenal and we we would we would be doing a disservice we didn't mention that i think you're forgetting something though that happened in witch hunt and it Uh, wasn't in your bottom three this this session yeah you don't recall uh the incident which one were you me and random stranger were in the the bottom uh three yeah final three Oh, this this would be called the oh, man. major screw up. You know this this is something I successfully eradicated from my memory yes. until <laughs> just tell. now because I didn't even mention it in my bottom three because I forgot about it. Yeah. So something horrible happened, and I felt family show. I felt bad. Yeah. <laughs> so without getting into too much of the detail, witch hunt came down to me, Ryan. And another person who we didn't know. And obviously the object of the game is to figure out who the witches are, just like a werewolf-style game. I, Of course, I knew I wasn't a witch. And so I was trying to figure out if it was Ryan or this other person. And I was convinced it was Ryan. <laughs> As he usually is. And it was really up to me. I don't, I don't remember why it was up to me, but... Because you were the judge. You were the, or ju- the priest. No, wasn't it because no. you guys were voting they, for each other? They were both, yeah, you two are going to vote for each other because you, yeah. knew, you knew it wasn't you and you knew it wasn't Chris. Yeah, so I knew it wasn't voting. Chris. Well, no, I didn't know it wasn't Chris. That was part of the reason Chris started suspecting yes. me. I, yes. be, so there's something weird happened in the night where Chris was going to die and he survived. And then he... Okay. You're whenever, welcome. Whenever Thank Chris... You. Whenever Chris starts accusing me and I feel he's being illogical, I always assume that he is the witch or the werewolf because, and I'm usually right. Like Chris is usually right about me. So when he, when I'm innocent and he's accusing me, that's the number one cue to me that Chris is, is not innocent. So because of that, I started accusing Chris, which made him suspect me more. And it just was like the snowball effect. Yeah. And then a There's vote like a was initiated, reaction. and Chris voted for me to yeah, kill me. Yeah. It yeah. broke my lynch streak. Yeah, the other guy sat back and went, "Yeah, you guys keep fighting." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I screwed up. It was a, it was not a proud moment. I actually lost sleep that night. <laughs> I don't like being wrong about that. That that was, you know, I sold out my buddy in favor of this guy yeah. who I didn't know. Yes. And uh, I, I called Ryan wrong, which is unusual. Yeah, yeah. You had you had the win. I know. I right had it there. And there was a funny part in the game where Chris was going, "You lied to me." <laughs> he was like looking at me with like this look of betrayal. Yeah, you lied to I, me. I was convinced you were innocent, and then you were calling me out. Yeah, and and I, I don't know. Yeah, it was not. The, well, let's move on. <laughs> So witch hunt, yeah. But Kyle and Laura from the witch hunt yes. team, both amazing. Yep, both very good. Yeah. My number three, I'm, I'm kind of, just so you know, my top three are all cheats, almost all cheats. It's really like a top six. I've, but I've 
can <laughs> condense them into three high-level points. My number three, I'm going to call socializing. All right, that's a very generic term. That is very generic. But here's here's what I mean by this. So the drive up and down with James were both great because we always have great discussions in the car. Mm-hmm. All right, so just that the drive up and down. Breakfast with the prophet. We, yeah. we had yes. breakfast and games with with the prophet, Kenneth Swan. Yeah. And and I'm gonna get on. I'm gonna do a little tangent about the prophet in a second here. And when I worked at the Dice Tower booth, a couple of listeners came up and met me, and I got to have like a long talk with Melody Vassal. So just like these conversations and, and stuff that were happening outside of gaming uh, were great. And that and that's my number three. Just all the all those things that happen besides the gaming at, at Gen Con uh, and Breakfast with the Prophet. I would say was probably the highlight of that. Yeah. Now here's here's the great thing with the Prophet. So I'm texting the Prophet on on slack right and he asked he goes when to do breakfast and i said yeah we'll, we'll let you know when we're going to cafe pistachio so i i sent him a message like we're going to cafe pistachio and he's like okay and so we're sitting we're we're waiting because the wait was long this year i think people are, are finding out about cafe yeah, pistachio probably should stop talking unfortunately <laughs> but anyway so we're sitting on the couch in the lobby and i'm and i'm sending messages back and forth to to, to the prophet and one message i mean you know, i'm looking down at my phone i'm like oh do you want to just meet us in the lobby if you if you want to eat with us we're sitting in the waiting area by the door oh, and, and he, res- he responds okay I'll, I'll meet you there and then i look up and he's sitting right there <laughs> it's like he just appeared out of thin air he's already there yeah he was sitting i mean this is you have to understand the, the scenario here there's probably 30 people waiting and we're in the nicest area of the waiting room right? prime real estate like the prime like the couches yeah and the prophet just appears on the couch yeah across from us out of thin air I mean, I, he wasn't there. I looked down, I looked up, and he was there. Yeah. And then later, we were, I like looked over to say something to Tim. I looked over, and he was gone. <laughs> I was like, where'd the prophet go? It's like, he like disappeared. <laughs> the, the rapture happened? And, and then... <laughs> You know, and I think he was like going to get coffee or something. So that was that was funny. But then later, we were we, after we ate breakfast, and he and we had a really we had a funny conversation with him, like a good conversation. And he was telling us some funny stuff that happened at the Live Dice Tower show, which can't be repeated. <laughs> and then on the way back, he's like, you know, it'd be good if you guys did a like a segment where you did a rant. And we had just recorded the last episode, the one yeah. that just, re- and we hadn't posted it yet where we did the the new segment, the random rant. And the prophet was just like predicting it before we posted the episode. Yeah. It had not been released yet. Yeah. So every year he's true to form the prophet. I mean, there's, you know what else what? the prophet did? He predicted that I was going to order BLT, which I never got. <laughs> <laughs> we were looking at our menus, and I was going to get that Cuban thing. Yeah, that's what everyone gets. It's usually what I get. And then he said something about, "Oh, the BLT looks good." And then he moved on to whatever he was ordering. And I, <laughs> I thought in my head, like, "BLT," and I was, and I went back and forth, and I was going going back to the Cuban. But then when the waiter came by, I went with the BLT. Yeah. And then I thought about it later. I'm thinking, wait a minute. He predicted I was going to get He knew that was going to happen. Yeah. I swear there was one more that I can't think of. There was one more prediction. There was. There was a couple. And then when we were playing the game with him later, he pointed out that he was able to see all of our quirks come out that game. Oh, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, he's checking them off the list. Oh, there's Dave. There's Tim. Yeah, Yeah. he's getting like a live podcast episode while he was hanging out with us. (laughs) Validating that we don't just make this stuff up. Yeah. I mean, Dave literally got up and went to the bathroom when the game was over. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was good. He saw me getting impatient. Yeah. And I just want to apologize on the air to the prophet because I was supposed to send you a message for witch hunt that night and it totally slipped my mind and I felt really bad and remembered afterwards. And I, you know, we cleared it up, but sorry, prophet, I don't have the prophetic skills that you do. Uh, I think next year. Yeah. Next year, definitely. But yeah, you know, if you're a listener and you're going to Gen Con, you guys got to get on the Slack group and hit us up because we'll go to breakfast with you and you can predict things. Maybe like that's it. only the profit. Anyway, that's my number three, socializing. Right. Number two. Yeah, well, once again, Chris has stolen my thunder. My number two was Witch Hunt. Ah. Uh, so I, I had a lot of fun with this, as usual. I, I can't play Werewolf anymore. I'm I'm going to be hard-pressed to ever play Werewolf it. again. It's obsoleted. One of the best things is we can keep playing together all night. I don't get voted out in turn five and I have an hour and a half to kill before that group ends. The time turns. Big. Big time. Time. And then just, you know, even when you're dead, you're participating. You know, saved Chris. Had I known better, I should have let Chris die and saved Ryan because then he might have made the right decision. We could have won that one. But, <laughs> well, no, because if Ryan would have died, we would have lost. No, this Chris, is a long time. We were protecting you the whole game. We, what we should have, we should have let you die early. No, I was, I was doing well up until that moment. All right, fine. You should, have, you should have killed me. I deserve it. Yeah, no, no. We're good. So, yeah, Witch Hunt, number two. My number two is a game called Captain Sonar. Captain oh, yeah. Sonar. We played the we, crud out of that. We did. I love this game. Man, it's a good game. This game is phenomenal. I don't know how many people have played it. You could tell me. Do you think this it's is pretty popular? Pretty popular. It's pretty yeah. popular. It's one of the real time games out there that you just have to ha- have the right. I don't know what the skill set is, but you need to be able to not get too flustered and not be distracted. And it takes a whole series of it's it's unlike a standard game. Well, what's great about it is every station could would appeal to a person with a different skill set. Like you're really good at the captain because you can multitask and, you know, keep track of things. And then I really like the radio operator because it's very OCD centric. Like tracking, detailed tracking of what they're doing and like coming up with like a symbol, a symbol system, and, you know, things like that. But then, and like, even if there's a new player, there's a station you can put the new player on so they can learn the game easier because it's well, not as Tim hard. Tim was good at the, the was it yeah, the weapons? Yeah, Tim's amazing at that. Yeah, weapons yeah. engineering. Yeah, I, I love that game. That game was so much fun. I could have kept playing it. I could tell people were getting tired of it. You, but. It's mentally taxing because it is all real time. It's very stressful. And like yeah. when you're starting to become under fire, it gets more stressful. Yes. and stuff like that. So there's only so many iterations you can do before you're like, okay, I, I, I need I need to calm my nerves down and and, and go to something more. It's simple. like a rush. Yeah, game. it really is. Yeah, Captain Sonar number two. Yeah, yeah, that was the Captain Sonar games were pretty fun. They were, they were. And I am not sick of it yet. I would play it again. Yeah. Although I I do I do prefer one station. That's the unfortunate problem yeah. is a lot of people prefer the radio, operator. the radio operator station. That's the best station, I think. So I've never done that job yet. The only jobs I've done, I did the captain, I've done the first mate, and I've done the weapons. Yeah. And I'm I'm happy with both. The 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 first mate is probably the the most boring job because all you're really doing is you know charging up weapons. Yeah. But the way I keep myself involved when I'm doing that is I'm checking out the engineer guy and I'm talking to the captain and I'm looking at the radio operator and trying to keep the captain you know informed of everything that's going on so he can focus on where he's going and try to assist him as much as possible. Yeah, but that boring, quote-unquote, boring station is the best for the new player. True. Because it's so simple. It's simple. And then while they're doing it, they can learn the station yeah. that you were doing. What's yours called? I can't remember. I think what. it's weapons and engineering. engineering. I think it's just engineering. First mate. That's that's the generic one, yeah, first okay, mate. Okay, first mate, yeah. So first mate is great for the new person. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're, they're actually critical because they, they're sitting between... 
the engineer and the captain, so they need to relay information. Right, so, but as far as what they're doing on their board, it's like yeah, what they're doing very on their board simple. is very yeah, very easy. So that was Chris's number two. Number two. So my number two, In I'm three parts. I'm calling pleasant surprises. Pleasant surprises. <laughs> wow, these are. <laughs> and I'm gonna rattle these off. And there's one of these sounds like it might be controversial. So the first one is X-wing. I did not expect to like X-Wing as much as I did. Part of the reason I was avoiding playing it. The other thing was I didn't know it could be played with four players. Yep. So that revelation changed the whole thing for me, knowing that it's not just a two-player game. I had so much fun playing it. And what was I think one of the reasons it was so much fun was because I was rolling really well. And I was basically just attacking Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I think this was the day after he killed me in Witch Hunt. So it was like retribution. I deserved and, it. and Chris was rolling really poorly. Yeah. So I, like I I demolished Chris's ship, and then I think I killed Dave's ship too. So that was just a great feeling. Yeah, like, like killing you those. Dominated two. that game, uh, but I had the best ship. Like they gave me the, the best ship you by had, far. Yeah, one of the really good yeah. ships. Uh, what, what I have to wonder though is you had a revelation that it was a four player game after I've been talking about playing with me, my brother Johnny, and Chris. Four players. I didn't know it was four player either. Yeah, for some reason I you pictured us playing so two like, and two. Yes. Yeah, two separate uh, games. Yeah. yeah. And, and like when you start with the epic games, it's always just you and your brother. No, we're doing epic with basically anything that's kind of over a hundred is a standard tournament, and pretty much anything above that is you know three hundred points is technically epic, but you can still do two hundred point skirmishes. I mean, there's really okay, but if you're eight, doing a tournament, it's going to be a hundred. Those eight hundred point games you're doing were just those are one epic. to one. Those right? are like one on one epic. Yeah, those were just what is because just okay. me and my brother. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't put I didn't put it together that it was four players, but the way that and the way that we do it, in case anyone's wondering, is you just have different people control different ships. Yeah. It, instead of having one person control every ship on a side, it, it's not like you're playing four people in like Imperials or fighting Imperials. It's still one faction versus another, but yeah. you're just sharing the ships. I think that's, I can't imagine playing head to head is as fun as playing on teams. It, it is. It is. I, I mean, don't know. I think I would. I don't think I would like it as much. I like the team aspect probably because I do better in, in when there's someone for me to bounce, bounce ideas, ideas off of. Because yeah. they they correct those little strategic mistakes that I tend to make in games. Yeah, yeah. And it's usually just small ones, but having a team helps with that. I don't know. It's like playing uh, two at a giant in Magic. I would actually rather do that than play head to head. Hmm. Because the person next to me can help me with my decisions. Yeah, you know, I, I need a little help. I'm like a like a child. <laughs> I have a child's brain with a very large ship. Yeah. So pleasant surprise, X Wing. The second pleasant surprise was Godfather, and these aren't yeah. in, these aren't in order. But no particular again, order. I did not expect to like the Godfather. I don't know any. I didn't know anything about the Godfather. Never seen the movies. I mean, I knew it was a, a mobster theme, but the game was great. It's I, not a mobster theme. It's a family. Whatever. <laughs> falsely accused. To me All right, a family from Italy who kills people nefariously. They defended themselves uh-huh. appropriately. Uh-huh. But Godfather was a really fun area control game. It's area control and worker placement. And knowing nothing about the theme, I thought the game was really fun. To the point that I almost want to buy it, but the only reason I'm not is because... James has it, and I want to play it a couple more times, maybe. So that was a pleasant surprise. By the way, I did go watch Godfather 1 and 2 after Ooh. that. Wow. Any questions? No, but they weren't as good as I was hoping. They were okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, think you, I think they're maybe a little overrated. Oh, wow. We're going to have to talk later. Uh, but 
moving on, my number three was Witch Hunt. Because if you recall, I've had some bad experiences with Witch Hunt in yes, the past. Yes, But Witch Hunt this year was amazing. I'm glad to hear that it's come up on your yeah. list. That's awesome. And, and the fact that I even played was also good. Because yeah. last year I tried to sleep, which didn't work. So I said, well, scratch that this yeah. year. I'm just yeah. going to play because I'm not going to be able to sleep anyways. And we had a blast playing. I still would like to play Werewolf at least once, and we just don't anymore. But it was a pleasant surprise how much fun I had with Witch Hunt. And then the last one, which I was a little surprised to hear from Chris, but I think Tim's going to agree with me, was the crowds. I was expecting the crowds to yeah. be like worse than last year, and they were better than last yeah. year. I mean, even though it. this year sold out. Sold out, yeah, exactly. There was more people there this year than last year. And I found the dealer hall... Quite pleasant. Yeah. I I did not have any issues in the dealer hall, like running into people. It was like, for me, it seemed like they expanded the dealer hall space and the crowds in general did not, there were nothing like I was expecting. Did it seem physically larger or just that there were less people there? uh, Did what seem larger? The, The aisles in the vendor hall. Yeah. Yeah. There were more space in the aisles. I felt like there was more space in the aisles. Because I wasn't running into people all the time. I didn't have trouble getting around the hall. And in the hallways themselves, like, you know, where people are walking back and forth, didn't seem crowded. Yeah. The fact that it sold out made, had, I had this horrible image in my head, but it was, it, to me, it was less crowded than last year. I don't know. They must have all been there when I was there. If they keep it like this at this cap with this amount of space, I'm fine. Yeah. If it kept getting worse, like every year, if it was worse than last year and the year after, I would seriously consider at some point not going. Because it, it would be so bad. But I, I'm glad that they capped it. So I was pleasantly surprised by the wow. crowds. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. We saw two different things. I yeah, think. maybe. So that was my number two. Pleasant surprises. Well, you know, we know my number one because we already talked about it, which was the introducing the group to X-Wing. So <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm hoping this will grow and uh, we can start doing all of this. Uh, but we, I'm hoping we can schedule like an X-Wing only night. Okay. And just get people over there. And then, you know, probably th- this one's hard to kind of go, oh, we'll just play it our normal game night because it's it's an effort to bring stuff to play X-Wing. We've well, got it. So if you're going to, yeah, but it's not all at my house. It's over at my mom's house because that's where we play is over at my mom's house. So mm. I don't know. It seems like a perfect length though for our game night. It kind of is. Yeah. I mean, if everyone's committed to like bringing their hundred point fleet or something, right? If you're only bringing a hundred point fleet, that should be easy for everyone. To that's do. all I have. You bring you bring one little <laughs> box and you're good to go. Mine all fits in my. I mean, I've got I've box. got a game mat. I've you know I've got the Starfield game mat. If we're doing two games, we need to bring a second mat. So we have two mats to put together. But you know, and of course, I've got like tokens and all that kind of stuff. Where does X Wing rank? Among popularity, I mean, is this a game that a lot of people? Yeah, oh about? yeah, it's extremely. We don't get a lot of questions. I think on it's it. Fantasy Flight's number one income generator at yeah. this point. We we don't get a lot of listener buzz on the, on this though. We've had a That's couple. True. We've had a couple of listeners couple. that have been very interested in it, but yeah, I think it's the the ones who are into it seem to really into it, which yeah, I yeah. get. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, pretty cool game. And Ahmad, that ship is not that good. <laughs> Just so you know, it's not that good. You'll learn. It's right, Ahmad. I don't even know what Tim's talking about, but I know he's right. Oh, he knows. Okay. All right, Chris, let's hear it. Number, My number one moment of, of Gen Con is a game. Yeah. It's a game that I liked so much that I bought. Whoa. No, you don't ever buy those. What's I know. On? I love this game. Queen's Necklace. Century Gollum. You bought really? It? You bought yeah. Century Gollum. Really? With the mat and everything. Whole nine yards. Really? Yeah. Do you order from their in. website? Yeah. Who are you going to play it with? This is a game you could play with anybody. I would agree That's with That's one that. of the reasons that it appealed to me to buy. It's wow. not too complex. Now, we're a strategic gaming group. We like strategy games and the complex games we all loved this game i didn't see anybody that played this game that got tired of it or didn't like it it's true it's very well balanced 
and but it's also simple. Yeah, you could play this as a party game. Even this this game could be the single best crossover game that there is in the sense that highly technical, strategic people can play it and have a very competitive game where they're all like quiet and into it, and also. Lightweight gamers who are at a party can play this game and enjoy it. Yeah. I don't think there's any game as good as this game in that sort of crossover realm. Good. Love the components. Love the mat. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of waiting. Love this game. Cyclades might be in trouble. Oh. Wow, oh, oh, that is surprising. Oh, that is big news. Well, the fact that you own this and you don't own Cyclades. I know. And Cyclades is the perfect game. It's literally perfect. Wow. But this game has a shot. Wow. Huh. There's no. There's one thing that makes it not perfect. Copper is worth three points, and silver is worth one. Yeah. And you're talking about. Oh, there's also something else that makes it not perfect. Talk Century Golem, right? Yeah. <laughs> the name. This is, and you're going to explain the name, and you're going to give a reason. It's such a bad name. I, I'm telling people about this game. Like, what is the game? And I, and I say, oh, never, never mind. Never mind the name. Well, what, what's the name of it? If the game is like, a, it's. It's called Century Gollum. Gollum Edition. Just call it Century. Century Gollum Edition isn't going to help. Just call, just call it Century. Century. So is that the turn of the century? Is it, no, is it, a, is cent- it a turn of the century? No. When you're explaining this to people <laughs> that are not fanatical gamers, they don't get it. Yeah. And it bothers me that the game is packaged with a theme that's associated with something else. Nah. It's it was a weird decision on their part. Yeah, that's it was, it was that's one way to put it. I think it's it's a horrible decision yeah. to not market this as its own thing. It's there there are there are people that will would buy this game if it was I don't know. I, I think I think this is a phenomenal game, and there's gonna be people that won't even try it. Would you rather play it. the Century Spice Road instead? No, I think they should have called it something else. Okay. Something maybe related to the the gem trade or. Just completely rebranded it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been better. So they're making a trilogy of games in the Century series, but they're all supposed... I think they're all going to be the original theme, the Spice Road theme. And this was... The history is this game was was originally called Caravan. It was it was a different company that was going to release it. And they were, they were trying this experiment where they released it with two different themes. One was Golems and one was the Spice thing. And then I don't know what happened, but Plan B Games got this game and they renamed it to Century Spice Road. And then they weren't going to release the Gollum one, but everyone had seen the the artwork and stuff from it, and the yeah. the people wanted them to do it. So they said, "Okay, we'll do a limited edition of it since we already have all the artwork." And they just called it Century Gollum Edition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's, that's the, the explanation behind the that's dumpster fire, right? <laughs> I, I can't argue that it is a, it is yeah. kind of a dumb yeah. name, but it's a great game. Loved it. That was yeah. my number one best thing about Gen Con was this game. Nice. I mean, yeah, your guys had good stuff too. I, I like the socialization and the pleasant surprises. Yeah, of all this stuff is yeah, good. Yeah, it's all good stuff. Yeah, but I was I was shocked how much I I missed the game and wow. you know went the nine yards buying it. Yeah, and I was actually thinking too that this is something that I could get Sam to play. Oh. Yeah, it's it's simple well, totally. enough that I think yeah she could get into it. Although you're saying this is limited edition, I might have to go out and get it then because yeah you can order it from their website. Spice Road is just not as good as the uh, well plus delve too deep Gollum edition. When you're on the site looking at it, you're gonna want the map. Well, yeah, well after playing with them, it's like it's it's like the scythe collector's edition if you've played with that you, 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 you can't i have no regrets getting one. the mat i was yeah. i was on the fence about getting the yeah. mat because it was 30 dollars yeah for just this little neoprene mat but i would not play without the mat yeah yeah it's especially it's with all the nice. card sliding and stuff you're doing it just makes it so much easier it really yeah. does but Love yeah that game. i but this is an appeal to plan b games 
because there's rumors that they're not going to make like for the, the trilogy that they're not going to make the Gollum theme for all three games. And I'm worried about that because I, I, I want the Gollum theme. Why? So, I don't want it because they're, they're a trilogy and you're supposed to be able to mix them. So I don't want to mix my Gollum edition with the Spice edition. And there's going to be cubes on the cards instead of the crystals. Spice and, girls and Gollums just yeah. don't go together. I want them to do a whole trilogy with this theme. Yeah. The golems, th- those are just pictures on the cards, though. That yeah. doesn't mean anything. It's the the gems. Yeah, but those aren't are the in the, the spice one either. They're cubes. Yeah, cubes. Ha! So I want That's I want th- I want this theme with the, yeah. these components. Yeah, for all three Plan this, B games. This kind of worries me though too. You know, Hollywood's got this trilogy thing. Yeah. They start trying to bring this into gaming. Uh, I don't I don't like it. Yeah, we'll have to see. But so far, they're, they're you know, this company is doing well. One, one trilogy will be enough. I you know go with that. All right, my number one to cap off this episode. Drum roll. My number one is the change to what we did and how we spent our time playing games at Gen Con. So in the past, I've brought bags of games and we've played my games at Gen Con pretty much the entire time. All games that we know, I would say 90% games that we know were played in the past at Gen Con. This year, for whatever reason, the stars aligned and we bought, people were buying games in the dealer hall. And we were playing those instead. And then we were filling the extra time with basically, th- I would say, three games filled the extra time King Domino, X Wing, and Captain Sonar. Yeah, it's true. We, out of all the games that I brought, I brought two giant things of games. We played one of those games the entire time. Wow. And now, and everyone was saying like how much fun it was that we did it that way this year and wanting to do that like in subsequent years. So next year, the idea is I'm going to bring less games. We're going to park down the street for less money. We're going to pool that money and buy new games in the dealer hall. So we don't have to go in for Chris, I guess. Oh yeah, we, we can do the work for there. Yeah. And then we're going to play the games that we buy. So this fits perfectly with my, I like to buy new games and play new games. Mm-hmm. And that was like perfect it's for true. me. It's true. And everyone seemed to be having fun. Now we had some slip ups. People didn't seem to like Downforce, although, side note, I've played Downforce multiple times since Gen Con, and everyone else I've introduced it to has loved it. So yeah, my problem is that I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a Formula D guy, yeah. so. So Downforce, I would say there was a couple other games we played. Down, the problem Wasn't the problem with Downforce was that it was too predictable? Yeah. going to win? The first yeah. turn was too predictable, and then that person basically always won. Yeah. But yeah, didn't have that problem really. Uh, How many people did you play with? I played it with two. Okay, oh, that explains it right And then there. I played it with four. Okay. Well, so the six-player game is the one that got hosed. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. But anyways, we had some slip-ups. So I, say, I would say for the most part, 90% of the games that we played, people enjoyed. And I just want to say, Sarah, I did not hate Go Nuts for Donuts, even though you think I did. <laughs> I enjoyed that game. I was just simply commenting that it was going long, and we found out that we were playing too many cards. So I was right. But the ga- I wasn't making any commentary on the game being bad. Even though you think I was. Donuts for donuts. It was okay. It's an okay game. I love donuts. Me too. I don't really like them. Wow. I don't like cake either. Wow. Do you like pie? Yes. I like pie. Pie. I'd rather have a pie for my birthday than a cake. Same here. What about ice cream cake? I like ice cream cake. Ice cream cake's cake's good. Dairy Queen ice cream cakes. Good stuff. Baskin Robbins ice cream cakes. They're both Culver's ice cream cake. Culver's is an ice cream cake? Yeah, of course, man. Mm. Ah. Culver's, Culver's is the bomb when it comes to ice cream. And burgers. Don't they have custard there? Yeah, that's why those <laughs> eggs are in there. <laughs> What's wrong What's with, with eggs? eggs? You eat eggs? No, eggs are what make custard taste better. Well, yeah, frozen. So custard. that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, custard is yeah. the way to go. 
Yeah, they need a new name for it. For custard, custard. It's, why it doesn't well, sound appealing? Maybe if maybe if you look it up, it's really custard. Oh, that's much better. <laughs> Pronouncing it wrong. All right. Well, I think that wraps up episode thirty-six. Thirty-six. Well, if you want to find more info about our podcast, go to outofgamepodcast.com. You can also find us on our guild, BGG Guild 1990. While you're on our guild page, click the link to join our Slack group. We were slowly getting a trickle of more people in there, so that's good. Get some conversations started in there. Chris and I almost had an argument in there the other day about Sushi Go, so if you want to read that, you can. Oh, yeah. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Stitcher at OOG Podcast. You can send us an email at outofgamepodcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail on the profit line at 40 OOG OOG 80. For great games at amazing prices, shop at coolstuffinc.com. And for more great podcasts of the Dice Tower Network, go to dicetowernetwork.com. Good night. Good night. Good night. Welcome to episode 36 of Out of Game. This is Ryan. This is Chris. And this is Tim. And we are a podcast about board games. Board games. And air conditioners. Yeah, Can you turn that down? <laughs> I just heard it. I'm like, you might want to Do you really think that's coming out? Yeah. So now we're going to start it all over again. All right. Let's start over. All right. There we go. <clears throat> me, 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 me. What? <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what? Welcome. What? Welcome to episode 30. <laughs> Six. Six? <laughs> the blooper reel is full already. God, we haven't even started. started. I have to turn the air conditioning on too. Why? Isn't it getting hot in here? Warm? No, I'm okay right now. But you can turn it on. You're even. You're not hot. Yeah, no, I'm actually, dying. Well, let me do the outro. Right, it's long sleeves. I'm fine. What's going I feel, on? I feel comfortable. It's, it's the Millennium Falcon going across his chest. That's yeah. what it is. It's cooling him off.